welcome to episode number 95 of The Millennial Entrepreneur. My name is Sina, I love following the journeys by the young entrepreneurs. In this episode, I spoke with Arun Anand, the CEO of electric vehicle charging company, Electric Miles. Electric Miles is a clean tech company developing the world's most intelligent internet of energy electric vehicle charging solution. They connect EV and home batteries with the best intelligence to help users save energy costs by tracking their behavior to adequately charge the battery to stop degrading. It's the very first episode on the podcast that talks about electric vehicles and I'm stoked because I don't know how we've done it in like episode number 95 so far along the podcast. But yeah, it's a very good episode and I can't wait for you guys to listen. We covered how did Arun get started in the EV space? How revolutionary does he see the technology going? And how can you be a part of the industry? I know so many of you guys want to go into you know, sustainability and electric vehicles is probably one of those biggest things, you know, the biggest like industries that you can go into to have that impact. And secondly, how to test a business where there are high barriers to entry, such as the EV space. And very lastly, the growth factors that will lead to that hockey stick curve adoption within EV. It's an amazing episode and I highly recommend you stay to the very end because yeah, first ever electric vehicles episode on the podcast. So yeah, stoked. Before we jump into the episode, please do hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. And if you enjoy, please be sure to give a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts. And as a thank you, I'll give you a shout out in the very next episode. So without further ado, let's jump in. Arun, welcome to the podcast, my friend. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Sina, for having me. I'm, I'm so excited. Uh, I've listened to a lot of your episode and yeah, what, what you're doing is tremendous for the young the young millennials thank you so much and i guess this is it really surprises me so i've done this is like episode number 95 or 96 i can't even keep track to be honest but we've actually done something in the ev space before which actually surprises me so we cover so many different entrepreneurs and like obviously like 95 episodes it's a lot and i mean someone might correct me that we have but i can't think of one that we have so this is a podcast first so welcome to the podcast in the ev space this would be very interesting. Why Why did you get into the electric vehicles space in the first yeah, place? Hey, I, I feel special already. Thank you, Sina. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, electric vehicle, I mean, it, it's, I, I would say it's planned, but also uh, it just happened uh, because obviously I'm from this industry. I worked uh, right from my graduation. I made it engineering and I graduated uh, in, in, in energy and oil and gas. So really uh, started working in the space uh, work for a lot of big utilities, seeing how they how they operate, big gigantic power plant. I was the first engineer, I was the first business architect for Hinkley Point C, you know, the, the noble uh, nuclear power station. You is still trying to build, you know, it's still not complete. Last I checked, we're still a few years away. So uh, worked for all the major utilities and energy company and 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 really understood how electricity which is a very important commodity in our life, right? Like you, you, we look around it, we can't live without electricity. And thank God to Tes- Nikola Tesla and Thomas Edison and all those great engineers and inventors who brought us here. But, but yeah, I mean, but the fascination was when, uh, when obviously electric cars started coming arise and, and then I like, wow, this, this is going to be huge, right? I mean, this is a massive change. It's as big as, what what Microsoft did of putting putting computers in front of our desk, you know, it's it's as big as it it's as big as the internet. It's it's so massive. This changes. Is that is that what you genuinely think? Is as big as I the internet? So, yeah. in, because in that we are going to change how we drive our car. We're going to change how we're going to transport from A to B, 
from one place to another, uh, I think people need to stop looking it as electric vehicle in isolation. This is mobility. This we call it mobility as a service, right? It's about less is more about less car ownership. It's 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 all it all has a bigger picture, the bigger interest about net zero. I mean, we all know what climate change has done to our planet, and we're all trying to protect it. And and statistically speaking, thirty three percent of carbon emission comes from transport. And another 30% comes from electricity generation uh, using, obviously, the wrong fuel. So we are tackling half of our problem in climate change. And electric is seen as, obviously, one of the solutions to solve it, right? And, uh, yeah, and then, and then five years ago, I, I was fascinated by, by, by this technology. And I, I went in and bought a second-hand, second-hand Nissan Leaf and, and, and said, you know, I, I, I want to experience this. Like, well, how it is, how is it driving an electric car? And, and wow, it was quite an experience. I mean, it was uh, definitely a life-changing event for me where I kind of gave up uh, my, my, I had a, had a, had a six liter petrol car at that point and, uh, and gave that up for this, this tiny little, little car uh, but you know but then i realized charging right okay just buying an electric vehicle isn't the, the isn't going to solve this problem it's about how we charge it it's an everyday experience people don't realize that how today you know you 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 fuel up your petrol or diesel car yes you get a shock looking at the prices i mean it's almost touched two pounds which is crazy but I felt the other day it was very yeah. expensive. It was like almost almost a hundred pounds. Hundred like, pounds oh, to God. tank your fuel, right? But but I think but however the experience is so simple, right? You go in, you you tank, you fully tank, probably take you under a minute or half half a minute, and you can tap on the on on the fuel and you don't even need to go inside. I mean it's been a while I've been inside, but 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 what I'm saying is the experience is different. But with EV, the charging, it's an everyday Actually, you need longer time. Yes, you're looking to find an optimized way. But but as an EV driver, you're, I was thinking, when is when is it the right time to charge? How much to charge and when to charge? And then I said, hey, then the idea of electric mile came in. Like, okay, how about technology? Do it for the driver. It's far too complicated in order for a driver to to do this right. When it's going to hit mass market because. Any new technology, you always have the early adopters who are willing to do, who are willing to do a lot of things, sacrifice a lot of their time because they're interested, they're passionate. But but we got to think of the masses, right? Where people, John, you know, fifty five, doesn't have time. He wants to tank. Wendy, single mom, have no clue what electric prices are, and she wants her car filled. So then we uh, created this mobile application, which does it for the driver automatically so so it, it it connects to your charger your car at home your energy supplier your grid and it brings all that data together and use informed decision to charge your car at the right time not only for you as a consumer but for the grid and the ecosystem so that we are ensuring that together community charging is happening and and we are able to really reduce the effect of climate change, it reduced and really worked towards net zero.
I mean, I agree. We need that sort of like, because with any technology, as you said, there's always going to be that, that early adopter. And then in order to get that mass adoption, mass scale, you need to make it more accessible. You need to like break down the barriers for adoption. So what what is the exact problem that you're kind of solving? Because there's so many different problems when it comes to getting into electric vehicles. So what's the one that you guys have pinpointed? I mean, hey, uh, Sina, you're an entrepreneur, right? Sometimes we get very excited. We want to solve you want to solve everything. That's that's why that's why I ask. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. that's where businesses fail, and and I learned that very very quickly in my entrepreneurial journey. That okay, let's not try to solve everything because you know you have limited time, money, and we we are trying to compete with the big bad boys of the world as well, right? You've got all the big players entering the space. As a small startup, how can we really disrupt? So it's about solving the biggest problem first, right? And 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 solving. A difficult problem, which uh, and 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 that, and that is, that is about, auto, that is about that autonomy, the autonomous charging, right? Where a driver, we our mantra to EV driver is that hey, come home, plug your car in, go and watch Netflix. You know, forget about it. We will take care of you. And when I say we, is we, we 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 hawk the market, we look at we look at the data. And then right from a driver entering the house at six, seven, eight, nine, whenever, till the next day, next morning when he needs his car, probably starting again from five in the morning till whenever he needs his car. We use data intelligence. We we even ask the driver, we machine learn their pattern. We see how much are they driving because really sometimes there's a lot of range anxiety out there. You hear a lot that, hey, the infrastructure is not ready but really, the average UK driver, Sina, only drives 30 miles a day. And still, we want 300 miles tanked in our, in our car. And I feel that is just a, just a journey which we need to Because for EV to be accessible, adoptable for all, we cannot, we cannot do that. We cannot charge 100%, 100% of the time. We got to think of our needs rather than uh, uh i'm new to the electric vehicle space as i said look we've never even had it on the podcast before and I, I assume a lot of people obviously know about the benefits of electric vehicles but don't actually quite understand the problems behind like why these aren't being mass adopted one of the problems obviously just from surface level is the cost of the electric cars that's just one of the things but what you're saying is a point that i've not actually heard before so it's the point that you can't actually charge it to 100 percent because that's actually inefficient right is yeah. that what you're saying because like for me for me it's like why not like like a phone right like why don't you just like plug it in overnight and then the next day you just wake up and it's charged like what's what's the problem you can there? do that however what you need to understand is uh, uh the energy depletion of an ev right 80 90 percent what do you where do you think the car stays majority of the time of the journey of the car what do you think well, in the driveway, right? Garage. Yeah, exactly. So 90% of the time, the car sits on the driveway and energy depletes. And uh, because uh, because this is not your petrol, this is not in a liquid liquidified format where, it, where you stuck it in a container and it stays there. This is energy in the form of battery and cells. And in order to keep the car hot or warm or... Every day, I mean, a modern car depletes 20, 30 miles. That's energy wasted. Now, times that by 9 million cars we're going to have by 2030. That is, 
a size of, uh, I think we did some analysis, that is, that is a size of New York City, the whole electricity we're going to waste on a single day by extra and overcharging. And and again, this is about, this is about sustainability, right? This is about making sure we we charge the right amount, you know, well within our limit, well, rather than 100% charging, which, so what, how we have done in our product is that we, we, we can integrate with your calendar. So you've got Google Outlook. We look at, we look at your travel journeys and we, 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 and we, 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 we plan your uh, schedule. We plan your charging accordingly based on where you're going rather than just blindly charging you all the time. And, and also keeping the cost down. I mean, you must be feeling the pinch as well. Everybody is. Our prices, energy prices have quadrupled in the last year or so. So you're saying if you charge it effectively with like the, the technology that you guys have, not only will, I guess, the car maybe last longer, but also like you're using the, the correct amount of energy that does lead to the depletion. So you're actually being more sustainable as well as saving yourself money. Yeah. So our drivers can save up to 40% on the energy bills by charging their car. And yes, the cost of, even, I mean, one of the biggest biggest barrier for EV is is the price of the vehicle. I mean, obviously, as a small startup, we can't do anything about it. But once once you start owning the vehicle, your total cost of ownership through us, we, I mean, that is charging, that is obviously efficiency and all that, we can, uh, we, we can take care of that. I like that. I like the, I guess to reiterate and highlight the point that you just, I guess, like been saying over the last like 10 minutes, there's a lot of problems that exist in this space for mass adoption. You've pinpointed the one that you feel like you have the expertise and you really focused and doubled down on that. And it's a very, it's a very good one, right? And it's, it's one step closer to mass adoption. Uh, as you said, common mistake that a lot of entrepreneurs make, including myself, like in the, in the start of my journey, you see a problem and you see all the problem. And rather than pinpointing just like a subsection of it to make it that step closer to mass adoption or like to solve the whole problem as a whole, you try to fix everything. Yes. And that, that's not the right way to do things. So I guess my question to you, Arun, is like, how did you actually start in this space? So you said how you were an engineer before, but how did you start specifically within within this space? I was I was running my own energy consultancy business. It was going very well, very comfortable life. But as an entrepreneur, you know the the thirst the thirst is and it's not just monetary, right? It's about opportunity to do something big and something major something uh groundbreaking we i thought i got some i've got something here and and then what i did is uh connected my uh my i already had an ev i had a charger fitted and i kind of used a little bit of my tech skills and hired us a developer friend to really build an mvp a quick and dirty mvp and again a lot of entrepreneurs fail when they when they try to perfect their mvp the perfect uh, again, it's it's not meant to be perfect. I like Steve Jobs, I love love that guy, and he said, "If your first product is very good, you launched it too late." Uh, so, Reed Reed Hoffman, LinkedIn guy, said pretty much the same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah absolutely. So I think it's 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 really important that you, you at an early stage of the business, you you validate uh, uh, your concept quickly. You see whether there's market traction, and 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 what I did, I pitched. The, the product we built to the manufacturer, to my own manufacturer I had at my home. And I said to him, listen, 
first of all, I've got two, two news, two, two news, one bad news, one good news. <laughs> and he said, okay, I managed to get to the CEO straight away. And he said, oh, what's the bad news? And I said, bad news is I've hacked into your charger. Your security is awful. Uh, but the good news is I've got a solution which will help you to really better your product. And and <laughs> and the rest is history. We, we are now coming out of the box from that charger. They're doing 4,000 charges a month and Electric Miles is now out of the box. And that is just less than two years ago. The electric vehicles market is incredibly competitive. You have a few different people, a few different companies controlling a lot of the industry. And obviously they have a lot of money and brand purchasing power. So I want to ask Arun whether the whole like MVP process and you know trialing out, getting that early traction, getting that data to eventually get to funding stage, what that process looks like in this context where the barriers to entry are so high, and not just for electric vehicles, but for any industry that you guys might be interested in where the barriers to entry are very high. Now, before we jump into the second half of the episode, I want to give a quick shout out to the podcast sponsor, Zencaster. I do a lot of startup mentorship with students and stuff like that. And whenever it's a B2C brand, they always look at different ways to kind of advertise their products. They look at, say, social media advertising and stuff like that. Whereas podcasting advertising is very, you know, it's, it's, it's often overlooked. Firstly, podcasting advertising is way more effective than display advertising, with 60% of listeners remembering the brands and 63% making a purchase after hearing them. Now, Google and Facebook have made it incredibly easy to advertise on their platforms, but podcasting is very, very difficult to you know, try to sponsor and like try to get into when it comes to advertising because there's no one platform that you can kind of like go to and, and advertise across different creators that actually match to your brand, right? Zencaster is changing that. So as a brand, Zencaster matches you with the best podcast so your product gets to the right audience and you can maximize your advertising campaign budget. Now, I'm not asking you to pour all your marketing budget into podcasting. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it's worth trying because it's a, a really you know fast-growing industry and a very, like loads of people have podcasts now. There's a lot of listenership as well. That's definitely grown within the pandemic and in, in the last like two years. So just try it out. And if you do want to try it out, I think Zencast is the best platform to do it because, it, you know, they handhold you perfectly and they match it to podcasts that, you know, you can actually trust. So if you do want to dip your toe in the water of podcast advertising, then do go into the description and click the link zen.ai slash the millennial entrepreneur to fill out the form and Zencaster can help you bring your brand to life in the form of podcast advertising. Thanks so much. Let's get on the show. It's it's absolutely high barrier. It's kind of high risk, high high reward, isn't it? Uh, it's yes, you've got to be very persistent, and again, validation, early validation is key. Don't just keep working in your dark room and thinking you've got a great idea and spend uh, spend half of your money bootstrapping it. Uh, get out there, get out there, speak to people, and and to be honest, people are. People are more accommodating and less protective than we think we are, right? I mean, uh, I mean uh, it's a very small but growing and one of the fastest growing industry. And and yeah, I mean, I, I, I know half of, I know majority of the industry players and they're all very accommodating. And even, you know, we talk to bigger players, we talk to young startups and and and, and we all feel that, you know what? market's big there's 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 nine million in uk alone to be coming only two, two only three percent of market is ev at today 
and now with all the government regulation the push and uh, uh, and the fight towards climate change not only uk the rest of the europe america india china brazil everybody has made commitment that they are going to change they could do something about it and and yes ev is seen alternative fuel they call it right yeah yes hydrogen as well but but moving away from fossil fuel is so so important i mean and 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 as and like i said at the start of the podcast you know i mean this is as big as the internet and this is as big as your computers on your desktop in 90s because we are looking mass mass scale i mean this is and 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 there's there is room for several players several collaborators but but yeah when I mean, you got to understand what value add you bring in right uh, rather than uh, it and yes obviously because the opportunity is so big and it's a big market it is competitive so how do you cuz you're as well like you're competing with the big boys as you mentioned earlier it's like how do you how do you test out your idea with not that much money not that much sort of traction in the space early. Like, how do you how do you build an MVP in this space? Yeah, again, it it comes down to the the the, the problem you're solving, right? And uh, and is this a big enough problem where somebody is going to write you a check? And uh, when I and when I looked at charging, and I thought that is that is a big problem. It's really the market was made for early adopters for techie tech tech junkies, I call it, you know, who are very tech savvy, but that's not the market. I mean, we are going for mass market. Mass market is non-tech. They have no idea about that. They, they want to be, they want to be taken care of rather than they want, they want to be in control. So, so yeah, and, and, and there's, there's several, uh, there's still several use cases has, which has been untapped. And uh, I mean, I mean, I could spin up I mean, I'm an entrepreneur by heart, so I come up with that. Yeah, I know, I know. You've got a lot of like different problems in your mind that you know that can be pinpointed right now. I'm staying focused myself, but yeah, any entrepreneur who's listening, who's really got that drive and energy and want to work in this space, please reach out. I'd be happy to help. So you talked about, so the MVP will give you that invitation to raise some funding if the problem is big enough. So I guess for within this space, within electric vehicles, because the barriers to entry are so high, competitive, competitive nature is, is very fierce. Would you say kind of a prerequisite of actually competing in this market, you need some level of funding? You can't do this bootstrap. So what would you say? Again, uh, I say that to a lot of millennial, millennial entre- entrepreneurs that I'm not a great fan of bootstrapping. I mean, yes, you need to bootstrap initially, but I've seen people doing it for far, far too long, for far too much uncomfortable money. I think... If you, as an entrepreneur, if you are leaving something, leaving a job or a fixed income, you already are sucked into this, right? So your time, your time is the most valuable. And and if your idea is good enough, if you have experience of running a business, then there are a lot of angels out there. There are a lot of uh, uh, obviously, at an early stage, is really the angels, and there's so many ways to raise money. I mean, I was I met Rishi Sunak the other day, uh, and we, I was luck. I was fortunate enough to be invited to like a, a small tech founder circle, and uh, and 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 yeah. I mean, again, I'm not a Tory supporter. Many, I'm 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 neutral in terms of the government I support, but but hey, credit 
credit uh, due uh, wherever it is, right? And I think the the government has done great in the UK with SEIS and EIS, a lot of these amazing and uh, amazing scheme, the EMI for early employees option scheme, this R&D credit. I mean, I mean, these are big ticket items. Even America doesn't have. This is not a very political podcast. We don't talk about politics whatsoever. However, the SEIS, EIS and other sort of schemes that help entrepreneurship in this country are they're stellar. They haven't, they're not in any other countries to this level. So if you are, if you are growing a business, raising some money in this sec, in this, in, in this country, like I'm kind of in the middle of experiencing it at the moment, it, it's an amazing environment because it lowers the risk massively for, for investors. So it's, yeah, it is very good. I want to ask you though, when, when you do have that level of funding before, so before, actually, before you raise that funding, what do you need? So you need the MVP, you need some level of traction, what what would that traction look like? I think traction is is if you're if you're building a tech product, uh, a SaaS product, or a hardware, it depending on what product you're building, right? Obviously, for electric miles, we are software companies. We're building a tech product. We got mobile app for driver. We got an app for installer. We got the back office, the support, the reporting. So it's a whole suite of application. And traction is adoption, is users, is growth, is that hockey curve, is 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 reviews, is is the is the likeness of the product, it's the matrix. How much money are you save actually saving? Uh, it's uh, it's cooperation, it's partnership, it's uh, it's being called on a podcast. Everything is attraction. Yeah, this does count. This does count. <laughs> there you go. So. You, you have to demonstrate traction, but, but you, as an entrepreneur, you got to, yeah, you got to be a bit bold and shout about your traction. I think, and, and that is a personality trait, you know, sometimes, and again, not, not every entrepreneur has to be outgoing and flamboyant, not really look at Elon Musk. I mean, he's the most uncomfortable socially as possible, but he's a genius. He's a, uh, but but yeah, you got you got to boost boost about your 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 traction. You got to talk in a public space. And so once once you do have some level of investment, and that could that could be fairly small to get you going for sure. Like how how much did you guys raise in the initial sort of round? So yeah, we we, we utilized the full SEIS hundred and fifty thousand. Hundred and fifty. And okay, that that gave us good good amount of money to get in some tech resource, some tech developers, and get our uh i mean hey we, we we are we are a covid company really we, yeah that's that's all you need i guess in the initial stages like i feel like people raise a lot more money than they actually need sometimes Absolutely. and like that that got you to that next stage right so my next question is before we wrap up the podcast for people that are going into sort of the electric vehicle space how do you essentially grow because it's a very different sort of industry unconventional where there are quite like a few big players it's, it's kind of like a handful really so do you have to strike up partnerships? Do you have to like, what is the growth factors in this industry for you guys? I, I, I say that to my team a lot that, hey, at the early stage of a business, the founder has a responsibility of bringing early money in, early customer in, early team in. But then once the, but for the next stage, it's, it's a team effort, right? It's no longer just the founder's shoulder, you know, or an or a, or a CEO's folder, it, shoulder. It's it's a team effort, and 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 successful businesses who hit all the milestones is businesses which the product does the talking, right? 
where you could hire a great salesman who could get you initial sales, but the biggest salesman is your product. If you if you deliver a great product, which can sell by itself, then you've hired the best salesman, uh, and uh, with 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 significantly low churn churn rate, then you know a salesman can miss sell a lot of things and and. And the product is not there yet. It's it's not going to build a sustainable. So really, for for you to grow, you you have to focus on the product and 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 really reiterate: is it still doing what I meant when I started initially? Right? Is it still solving that problem? Is it is how is it is it still competing with with the, with the competition? Is it yeah? Is it is it going to make my user bother to open the the app download and use it am i is the is the product deserving enough to to have that airtime with your with your consumer so so really that is so fundamental i mean it's business is very simple i think we we complicate it with by with too much uh mba sort of language here you know business is about reducing your cost growing your revenue and hiring great people and 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 the rest happens by itself honestly investment will happen by itself if you do that three things right then uh, investment happens you grow you get the hockey curve and and you keep hitting your milestone so so that is my tip. that is my tip to all your lovely listeners that is a lovely way to wrap up the podcast actually so arun thank you so much for coming on the podcast be off first i know someone correct me on this but i'm pretty sure it's like the first uh, <laughs> entrepreneur in the electric vehicle space if not the second but i don't want you to do the second the first right. but yeah thank you so much for coming on the podcast how can people stay in touch with you and electric miles going forward no thank you thank you Sino, so much and yeah please uh if anybody wants to reach out uh find me on linkedin uh is the best way to get hold of me and or visit our website electricmiles.com to make charging better thank you fantastic thank you so much my friend and i'm sure we'll chat very soon Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Millennial Entrepreneur. And thank you so much for staying to the very end. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts. And as a thank you, I'll give you a shout out in the very next episode. Of course, subscribe wherever you listen. Follow us on Instagram as well. That's where all the previews and value posts get posted. Some really good stuff there recently. And yeah, thank you so much for listening again and I'll catch you in the next one. Goodbye.